Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. We want your opinion. Tonight at 10, listen to The Guy Benson Show. Then take our quick survey on WOKV.com or the WOKV app. Thanks for making 104.5 WOKV Jacksonville's news and talk the best it can be. It had a great run at it. It was, uh, it was, you know, we did some great stuff. We accomplished some amazing things. And, you know, like all great things must come to an end. I mean, 240, what, five years of freedom and liberty here in the United States of America. 245 years of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Uh, that, that's uh, What more could you ask? Well, that's plenty. That's really plenty, you know, at least at least for the people, uh, at least for the people in Georgia. <laughs> can we, can we, what, this is the Marque show, by the way. I'm Marque. Welcome to a special second edition of the uh, of the Georgia runoff um, Marque show. Uh, I guess, you know, special presentation. I'm so I'm I'll be honest with you. I'm so out of it today for a couple of reasons. First of all, I'm physically and mentally distraught. Second of all, I stayed up really late to watch the election result. And I, and I did that for a reason. I think because I don't know if you remember back on November 3rd. It seems like oh so long ago. It was just a couple of months. But I remember November 3rd. I remember watching the election results and Florida was all red and Texas was red. Ohio was red. And I'm like, oh, we got this in the bag. Then Pennsylvania and Wisconsin and Michigan turned red. Donald Trump was up by 100,000 votes. And I was like, this is great. I'm going to get some Z's wake up in uh, the United States of America again. But then we all know what happened in the middle of the night. We all know what happened in the dark, dark recesses of the late, late evening in the early morning when the trucks came rolling in and the ballots were dumped and counted and everyone and everyone was kicked out except for those choice few operatives that stayed behind to steal the election. And why wasn't going to let that happen again? I was I thought I thought I was the I thought that the Republicans were prepared to. I was all under the understanding that the Republicans had operatives on the ground and they were checking the ballots and they were knocking on doors. I was under the impression Republicans were driving older Republicans to the polls to get them to vote yesterday in this in this election. I was under the impression that the Republican Party had some kind of leadership uh, in Georgia to make sure that what happened on November 3rd didn't happen again. But just in case I was I wasn't going to let it I wasn't going to go to bed i was watching this election and it looked good looked good david purdue was up 52 percent to 48 percent kelly leffler was up like 50.9 percent to 48 i don't know the math but it was she was winning and there were like and then i was watching cnn and john king was all panicky and he kept hitting the button on cab county going come on to cab county you got you only got 35 percent of a come on to cab we need you to dump a bunch of votes and save this election for the democrats so i stayed up you know like uh i stayed, i didn't want to miss it again i wanted to see with my own eyes the moment that this election was taken from the republicans and handed to the democrats and i and i did 
It was about 1120. It was like I felt like a kid waiting up to see Santa Claus. Right. <laughs> like you're like it's like Christmas. And the kids like I'm going to wait up all night and I'm going to see Santa. And I was sitting there yesterday in front of my big TV with CNN and Fox News and Newsmax. And I was flipping back and forth between all. The, I was waiting to hear the, the hoof prints on the roof. I was waiting for that fat man to just slide down the chimney. And sure enough, uh, it happened. Well, the fat man this time was John King from CNN. But he slid down the chimney and he had a big sack full of votes. And at like 11.27 p.m. on January the 5th, all of a sudden, the Republicans who were leading this election the entire night, David Perdue, Kelly Love, David Perdue up by over 100,000 votes, over 100,000 votes with like 93 percent. Of precincts reporting Kelly Leffler up by 78,000 votes with 93% of the precincts reporting. And then all of a sudden that one precinct, that one dump, the massive dump came from DeKalb County and all of a sudden poof, poof. It was Christmas morning for the Democrats. 100,000 votes for Reverend Warnock, just dumped, right? Erased the lead for Kelly Leffler. 100,000 for Ossoff. Boom, all of a sudden he's neck and neck, like right there. And he's got a long, skinny neck, too. Neck and neck with David Perdue. And that's when I knew it was it. That's when I knew it was out. I was like, this is it. It's There's nothing else to do. The, the Republicans failed again. The Republicans failed again. So I went to bed. And uh, and I knew that three, there were three things that we learned from this election yesterday. There were, I woke up this morning and I knew all of a sudden there were three things um, that I could tell you were, were 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 definite in the United. In fact, you know, they're like the three big things you need to know about the Georgia election. Uh, and uh, and we'll go through all of those here in just a minute. Also, also, the president of the United States is speaking today. Today is another big day, not just because we toast to the end of the United States of America. Uh, we, she served us well. If only we could have returned the favor. Um, but by the way, I got in here and I looked at the other Josh, who is Irish, and I looked at Hannah, who is, what are you? Uh, I'm mostly Native American, but you wouldn't think that. Okay, well, okay, you wouldn't think that. Uh, but I'm a mutt. Okay, so I looked at Josh, who's Irish, and I was like, hey, bring me some whiskey, because I feel like this is the kind of show today. We need to, like, drink hard liquor during the show today to get through it. And he didn't have any, which was kind of baffling, because I thought Irish people just carried it around. Like, I thought he had, like, I was expecting him to pull a little flask out of his little hip or something like that and be like, I haven't yeah. got my monthly stay out of oh. ration yet. Yeah, <laughs> they send it out in the middle of the month. Do you the have 15th. any potatoes? No? No potatoes either? Okay, all right, fine. Can you give me a shillelagh or some shamrocks? No, whatever. So, uh, so anyway, so I put out an all call. It's really, it's really bad. In the old days of radio, like back when I started, there used to be liquor ever. Like there was whiskey in every office. There was beer in the fridge. Now I'm answering. It's like it's prohibition around here. So we don't have, we have, we have whiskey glasses, but nothing to toast with. So if anyone has some whiskey in here in the area, give us, uh, give us a little buzz. But anyway, but, and then we'll get a little buzz, hopefully. But anyway, that's where we are today. I woke up this morning. I said, I said, we know these three things. We'll get to those here in just a minute and we'll toast to the United States of America. But then we also have the president speaking today at the Stop the Steal rally. This is a big day in Washington, D.C. The president of the United States will be addressing the crowd scheduled for 11 a.m., which wouldn't you know it consequently is right in the middle of our show. I'm guessing because it's President Trump, he'll be a little he's usually fashionably uh, usually fashionably late. So let's say maybe around 1120, 1130. Doesn't matter. We will bring it to you live. You don't have to go anywhere. We'll bring you those comments live in their entirety, because I imagine he's got a lot of stuff to say. Plus, 
in speaking of stop the steal at one o'clock today in washington dc in the capitol building the senators both the good ones and the bad ones the the congress people both the good ones and the bad ones and the vice president of the united states will join together for what is going to be possibly one of the longest certification of electoral votes in the history of this country. And uh, we'll, of course, set you up for all that as well. In addition to all that, today is something we call Whatever You Want Wednesday. And I know we have a lot of people joining from all over the country, not just here in Jacksonville today on WOKV, not just streaming live on our Facebook page, our Twitter page, our, our Twitch, and, of course, our YouTube audience, who we all love. Uh, but we are also joined by WDBO in Orlando, Florida, WHIO in Dayton, Ohio, and KRMG in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We thank all of you for being here. If you want to get in today, every Wednesday we do something called Whatever You Want Wednesday. We prepare nothing for this show. We do nothing in preparation. We just open up the phones and we let you talk about whatever's on your mind. You want to send us an open mic message? Fantastic. Whatever station you're listening to, download their mobile app, send an open mic message, and we'll get it on the air here in just a minute. If you want to dial in, our number is 855 765 1045 and we will devote as much of this show as possible now again we'll have to cut it off for the president of the united states because you know whatever he wants to say on whatever you want wednesday takes precedence but we will try to jam in as many of your phone calls and your ideas and your opinions and your concerns and your prayers and your rants and your raves and whatever else you got going on uh as you know before that happens 855-765- 1045 quick break i'm gonna go hunt our boss's office for some hard liquor uh we got some of your phone calls open mic messages and more of the marque show coming up this is the marque show my name is marque 855-765-1045 is our number it's whatever you want wednesday today and uh, we just got Josh from St. Louis sent us a super chat on YouTube. He wrote, as a combat vet, I am disgusted at people not standing up and fighting for our beautiful country. Time for good people to do bad things. <laughs> this is great. Hey, uh, thanks so much for the... Is, is that like impure thoughts? Because I've been doing that. Hey, well, never mind. 855-765-1045. Uh, Still can't track down any kind of hard liquor, which, again, really upsets me uh, seeing as how we work in professional broadcasting and i thought that that was you know i thought that was like a requisite you need a headphones you need a mic you need some kind of liquid courage uh, you know, uh, apparently not anymore <laughs> 855-765-1045 we start today with Susie and mandarin i'm sorry Susie and middleburg thought she moved for a minute Susie, good morning how are you Susie? I'm doing well. How about yourself, Mark? Doing great. Uh, what do you want to say on whatever you want Wednesday today, Susie? Regardless of what anybody says, today is still Trump Day. <laughs> Thank you so much for calling. We appreciate it. It really is. And in fact, we welcome Donald Trump to the program probably around 11 o'clock. Uh, Donald Trump Jr. is speaking right now in Washington, D.C. We'll roll over and die. We'll fold and give up. No more. He's very angry. So to those Republicans, many of which may be voting on things in the coming hours, you have an opportunity today. You can be a hero or 
You can be a zero. Yeah, like, <laughs> that was a good one. I saw that one coming. Uh, Eric Trump just spoke. Don Jr. speaking. It looks like the president's problem. Maybe he'll be on time. Maybe he'll be right around 11 o'clock. And like I said, we will duck in and bring that to you. But he's absolutely right. There's Here's where we stand. Right now, it, it appears that, that uh, Reverend Warnock won the first seat in Georgia. It appears that John Ossoff is headed toward a win in Georgia as well, which puts total control of every branch of government into the hands of the Democrats. And like I said, as I, as I woke up this morning, I realized three big things about this election. Three. The Democrats are going to keep running the same play until it stops working. We do the same thing with my kids' flag football. When we find a play and we and we get yardage on it, we run it again. And if we get more yardage on it, we run it again. We run it over and over again until the other team figures it out and defends against it. And what we saw on November 3rd with these massive dumps of Democrat ballots, whether they're mail-in or, you know, their kids are making them in the background, wherever, wherever they come from, it wipes out whatever lead the Republicans have. They did it to Donald Trump on November 3rd. They did it to, to Leffler and Purdue last night. Night. They realize 1120. They're like, all right, the Republicans are winning. Here's what we need. And in and in and in uh, in uh, what's the DeKalb County, they they basically stopped reporting votes. Everyone else was at like 95 percent everywhere you went. Ninety five percent of the vote in ninety five percent of the vote in ninety five percent of the vote in DeKalb was stuck at 32 percent for hours. Then all of a sudden, boom, hey, look, here's 115,000 Democrat votes for John Ossoff and Reverend Warnock. That should be enough to put him over the top. If not, let us know and we'll get you we'll get you some more. That's the play that they ran November 3rd. They ran it yesterday. They're going to keep running it until the Republicans figure out how to stop it. Number two. One. No, number two. Thank you. The Republican Party needs a purge. That's what Donald Trump Jr. is up there yelling about right now. The Republican Party needs a purge. You have weak ass Republicans, really, for, you know, no other sense of no other description that are out there rolling over, as he just pointed out. They're folding up. They're going home. They're kowtowing to the Democrats. They're throwing up their hands saying, well, we lost this one. Better luck next time. Let's go play nice with Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi for two, three, four, five, six years or longer because we want to make sure that we keep our jobs. The only way to fight fire is with fire. And the Republican Party has none. Someone needs to light a match under their butts and set that party on fire. I have a pretty good idea of who it's going to be. Uh, and thirdly, well, we don't have time for the third one, but I'll tell you, we got to take a quick break. We'll get to the third thing I learned last night while I was watching these election results pour in. And we'll get to more of your phone calls. 855-765-1045. It's the Mark K Show. We'll be right back. This is the Mark K Show. My name's Mark K. 855-765-1045. The special post-Georgia runoff election edition. The Stop the Steal edition, if you will. We're getting to, and also it's whatever you want Wednesday. So give us a buzz, call up, leave us an open mic message. Mr. Kemp, Mr. Rafflinsberger, your two gooses are cooked. Well done. Sayonara. <laughs> You will not see re-election, I can promise you. You know, and that's exactly what uh, that's exactly what Donald Trump Jr. and Eric Trump was saying, not just moments ago on stage in Washington D.C., but yesterday I was watching um, the election, the election, the I was watching the election, the rejection results. That's what we should call them. I was watching the election results, and it was um, oh, what's his name? Uh, that guy. Who's that guy that talks on the uh, on? Oh yeah, it's uh, 
uh, Sean Hannity. Thank you. Sorry. I, it's I had no idea where you're going with that. I was like, it wasn't Tucker Carlson. It wasn't me. It wasn't Laura Ingram. Oh, yeah, it was Sean Hannity. He was on Sean Hannity's show. And Eric Trump said this on Sean Hannity's program yesterday. I can tell you, Sean, any senator or any congressman that does not, meaning on this side, that does not fight tomorrow, I'm telling you, will not. Their political career is, is, is over because um, the MAGA movement is going it's going nowhere. My father's created the greatest political movement in American history, and I'm telling you, they will get primary the next time around, and they will lose um, if they don't stand up and show some backbone and show some conviction. And we're seeing this all around. This is exactly what's happening. A lot of Republicans today, a lot of these rhino Republicans, a lot of these Republicans who don't want to stand up and fight, they're saying they're blaming Donald Trump for what happened in Georgia yesterday. They're saying, well, if Donald Trump didn't start a civil war with the George, with the governor of Georgia and the secretary of state, if he just accepted the election results, if Donald Trump didn't fight so hard, if he showed up more. You know, then maybe we wouldn't have uh, if, you know, if Lynn Wood and Sidney Powell weren't out there telling people this election system is flawed. If he just accepted the flawed election system and told people to go out and vote again, we wouldn't be in this mess uh, to be. I look, I'll be honest with you. I don't if Donald Trump could have gone to Georgia every single day since November 3rd, it wouldn't have helped because we saw exactly what happened last night. And it's the same thing that happened on November 3rd. The Democrats run the elections. They have Brad Raffensperger in their back pocket because he's scared of whatever it is they want to do. And there's a weak governor in Georgia who, really, I mean, has even done any, has he, this guy even spoken? Has Brian Kemp held one press conference about, did he even vote yesterday? That's the other question we got. I didn't see, usually when you have big elections like this, they show video and B-roll of all these people going out and voting. Do we have any idea if Brian Kemp, I mean, is he even around? Where in the world is this guy? Well, it doesn't matter because in a couple of years, as they pointed out, he'll probably be gone. And that's what's going to happen. Trumpism, as they tell you on Twitter, is not dead. Donald Trump did not destroy the Republican Party. What you see going on today in Washington, D.C. is evidence that there's yes, there's two factions at play in the Democratic Party. There's the 75 million people who voted for Donald Trump and want to work together bravely and strongly and angrily if necessary to make America great again. And then you have the weak ass Republicans. And they're out there apologizing and welcoming Joe Biden and telling everyone we need to move on. They're in the courts saying, well, you know what? You don't really have standing, Texas, to sue uh, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan and Georgia because you feel like they are they are, you know, uh, basically negating your electoral college vi victories. They, they, don't, they don't have these weak Supreme Court justices. You know, that those are the two factions now that you face in the Republican Party. And you're right. There is going to be a schism. But one group will overtake the other. And as Eric Trump just said, if you're one of these Republicans and you don't support the president, you don't support this battle, you don't support uh, the Republican Party trying to keep the Constitution of the United States intact, then you will be primaried. And nobody knows that better than Mitt Romney, who, for whatever reason, chose to fly commercial from Utah to Washington, D.C., for the big vote today. He decided to get, get a regular old plane ticket on a regular old plane, went to the airport, sat not even in the in the Delta lounge or the first class section or whatever it is. He sat in the regular airport waiting area with his mask on and his little pad of paper and his big Mitt Romney hairstyle. And he got accosted by his own voters for turning his back on the president. And, of course, they recorded it. Listen, to this. this is a woman walking up to Mitt Romney in the airport and basically calling him out. Why? 
provisions that went into play. Hold on, let me start from the beginning because you really want to hear it. You really want to hear from the beginning. How you doing? Put your mask on. Don't tell me what to do. Please put your mask on. It's, it's required by law in the circle. I'm standing six feet away. I'm sorry. Okay, I'll tell you what, because you know what? I'm going to go ahead and do it because I want to have a chat with you. Okay, so he's like, I'll put your mask on, lady. You can't come near me without a mask on. And she goes, fine, I'll do it because I want to have a chat with you. I'm a constituent, and I want to talk to you about what you're doing. Why aren't you supporting President Trump? I do support uh, things President Trump does that I think I agree with. You're not supporting him. I'm sorry, I do agree with many of the things he's uh, for, and I support those things. Are you going to support him in the uh, the fraudulent no, votes? The election? No, I'm not. Why not? Uh, it's a long uh, story, but the, we have a constitution. The constitutional process is clear. I'll follow the constitution, and I'll explain all that when we meet in conversation. By the way, that's one of the most condescending answers someone can give to you. Well, we have a constitution, and the constitutional process is clear, and I'll explain it to you on the floor of the Congress. Well, you haven't supported him, and you didn't even support him in the election. No, I did not. Why? Okay, so here's Mitt Romney explaining that he supports President Trump and the things that he agrees with for President Trump. But we know he didn't support him in either election. And we also know that when it came time to vote in the Republican-controlled Senate as to whether or not to impeach Donald Trump, Mitt Romney was the sole Republican who voted to impeach President Trump. And now he's sitting there in the airport answering these women, this lady's questions. And she's yelling. She goes on to say, you're going to get primaried. I'm a constituent. You know, I voted for you and no more. And then he walks on the plane. And this is the this is one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Mitt Romney gets on the plane to fly from Utah to Washington for the big event today in Congress. And the plane is full of Donald Trump voters and MAGA hat wearing patriots also flying to D.C., for the rally today to stop the steal. And when they see Mitt Romney get on the plane, this happens. That is a that is a plane full of Utahns chanting at their own elected senator, traitor, 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 while he takes his seat on the plane. And I have to tell you, and probably one of the long, I mean, it's a long plane ride from Salt Lake City to Washington, D.C. anyway, but probably one of the longest plane rides that guy has ever taken in his life. And that's what's going to happen. It's going to happen in Georgia with Kemp. It's going to happen in Utah with Mitt Romney. I guarantee unless Marco Rubio steps up and says, I object. Yo, objectivo, if that doesn't happen today, it's going to happen with Marco Rubio in two years. Because I guarantee we could find somebody here in the state of Florida, whether it's Matt Gates or somebody else, that will stand up and do what the voters want them to do. And you got to turn, you got to go all around the country. You're going to see Republicans getting primaried by stronger, stronger Republicans. And all these WARs, all these weak ass Republicans, they're going to be out. And then, then it's really going to get interesting because the Democrat, what we need is a Republican Democrat party. The Democrats will yell and scream and use every trick in the book and fight, 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 even when they know all is lost. The Republicans won't. Well, not all of them. What we're going to, what we need is a Republican party that acts like the Democratic party, but thinks like you and I. Eight, five, you. And things like I think, yeah, you and I. 855-765-1045. Quick break. If the president starts speaking, we will break in. We'll get to more of your phone calls. I promise. Coming up here in just a minute. Stay tuned. It's the Mark K Show. We'll be right back.
these Republicans in office are spineless. Trump starts a patriot party. Let's go. You know, somebody wrote on our Facebook page, uh, what time does the Civil War start and what color are we wearing? And I think to myself, well, on Wednesdays we wear pink. So maybe that's it. But then maybe it's something more like uh, more menacing, like, you know, camouflage or red. I don't know. 855-765-1045. But, you know, that's what a lot of people are saying. When is the Civil War starting? Is that what we're seeing here in America? You have a stolen election. You have an elitist class who's covering it all up. Now you have total Democrat control of every branch of government, or so it would seem, when these Georgia votes are being done, uh, you know, counted and, and, you know, the dumped and everything else. Uh, And now... And now we're looking at uh, half of the country believing that the person who's probably going to be certified and sworn into office this month for to be president of the United States is illegitimate and has stole not just illegitimate because there was Russian collusion, not just, you know, like a lot of people didn't like Obama. Nobody really, you know, nobody on the right really liked Obama. He did a lot of bad things for this country. He was really bad for our economy. He was bad for our, our national image or our international image, rather. Uh, he weakened this country. He, uh, he weakened our, our, our strategic alliances. Really bad president. But everybody believed that he beat John McCain. Everybody believed that he got the votes he got. Nobody thought that he, I mean, John McCain was such a horrible candidate. It just made sense. This time around, it's not like that. We all look at Donald Trump. Here's an amazing candidate, an amazing president. He's done so much. And he's running against basically the John McCain in Joe Biden, this weak, feeble. I mean, Joe Biden is is the weakest, not just politically speaking, but physically and mentally, the weakest individual to ever hold the office of president. And that's actually a good thing when you look at what's going to happen with the Senate. If, if, the, if the Democrats control the Senate by one vote, it actually isn't as bad. It isn't as dire. As you may think. And I'll explain that here in just a minute. First, so let's go to Duke in Oklahoma. Duke, thanks so much for calling the Marque Show. How you doing, Duke? Hey, what's going on, Mark? Oh my gosh, I've been I've been dying to talk to you guys. I love the Marque Show. I love Josh. I love the pretty lady behind the screen. You guys are absolutely amazing. You guys are warriors in in the fight of justice. Wow. I think President Trump Duke, thank is you. By, yeah, also <clears throat> it's, it, Duke is short for Duke Dookie. Um, it, it, uh, this, you guys are by far the number one show that I listen to. You guys, um, you guys are the fight of what we need. When you, with your opening, I just heard you, uh, probably about, you know, 10 minutes ago. I couldn't agree more with what is going on. You're seeing right now, January 6th is going to be a day that's going to be going down in history. When you said that people are talking about a civil war, I've never seen it this bad. The Georgia election was obviously stolen. It's the exact same repeat of November 3rd. Everyone is aware of this now. It's not like people are sleeping anymore. People see this. Normal people that did not see this before are saying, wait a minute, what in the heck is going on? You're you're going to see not just weak Republicans trying to back out because some of them have been bought off, some of them have been blackmailed, compromised, yeah. yada, yada, yada. But you're seeing a, a patriot party rising like I have never seen before. The American people have had enough. They've absolutely had enough. Yeah, dude, and you're right. You're right. You're 100% right about all of that. And we're starting to see little bits of it um, with the people that here's here's the glimmer of hope, the couple glimmers of hope. The first glimmer of hope is you have to look at the Congress. There's all eyes on the Senate. All right. But here's the deal. The Democrats, they were supposed to win the Senate 
wholeheartedly they were supposed to win the Senate back on November 3rd. Don't you remember the polls? Don't you remember all the polls that said that these Republicans were going to lose their races? Don't you remember how Lindsey Graham was going to be ousted because his his uh, his, you know, um, opponent in South Carolina raised something like three hundred bazillion dollars. Don't you remember how he wasn't supposed to be back in the Senate? And then November 3rd came along and boom, boom, boom. Every single Republican senator started to win re-election. It wasn't supposed to come down to a Georgia runoff for the Democrats to seize control. And what happened in the House? They lost. They have the slimmest majority they've had in decades since John Boehner was speaker because they every Republican retained their seat in the Congress. And we got new ones like the girl who's toting a Glock to work every single day at the Capitol. That's the glimmer of hope. We're getting more Trump Republican Republican Trump Republicans into office, not fewer. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. We just started. We just started. Quick break. More of the Marcasio. More of your phone calls. More whatever you want. Wednesday next. Stay tuned. I will never vote again, ever. Here's the thing. A lot of people are down today on the voting and stuff. And uh, I, I, I think not voting again is probably a bad idea. That's probably a bad idea. Probably a bad idea. I mean, like uh, Thomas Jefferson said, the government you elect is the government you deserve. So a lot of people are going to be thinking about that. Um, and probably in about a year, maybe six months or so, they're going to be like, what the hell did I do? And some people just need a wake-up call. You know, that's a lot of these Republicans. They need that wake-up call. So from this point on, you have to – I really think – that, you know, and I'm not talking about policy. I'm not talking about ideology. I'm not talking about, uh, you know, moral compass because the Democrats don't have a moral compass. But I'm talking about as far as tacts, uh, tactics, as far as strategy, as far as running elections and campaigning. I really think that, that the Republicans that will be successful are the ones that run more like the Democrats and more like Donald Trump. And if you're a Republican and you're thinking of running for office, um, then you need to take a you need to look at the playbook that the Democrats run and that the president runs. And and think about your here's how you need to think about voting for you know, everyone's talking about the Civil War. When's it going to start? It started. Here's how you have to think about voting going forward, though. Think about your vote, not as your right or your responsibility, but as your weapon. OK, your vote is your weapon. And you go in there and you use your weapon to fight the other side, fight back the tyranny, fight back the injustice, fight back these governors that are keeping you locked up or out of school, fight back against these governors who won't step in when they see when they see fraud happening in a national election. Take these people out, but do it with your vote. Your vote is your weapon. It is your sidearm. It is your it is your weapon of choice. It's how you're going to crush your enemy. It's with your vote. And that's how the president and a lot of these newer Republicans feel. And the Democrats have always felt that way. That's why they stockpile these votes. It's like they're stockpiling weapons. Republicans go out. We buy ammo. Democrats go out. They buy votes. And, it, and that's exactly what Joe Biden did in this scenario. He bought the votes. He just the other day, right before, here it is. We played this yesterday. We'll play it again. Just before the election, he was in Georgia saying this. Let me play it so you can actually hear it. Make an immediate difference in your own lives, the lives of the people all across this country, because their election will put an end to the block in Washington, that $2,000 stimulus check. 
that money that will go out the door immediately tell people who are in real trouble. Think about it, mean your life. Oh, there it is. Vote for Warnock. Vote for Ossoff, and we will give you $2,000. That's their playbook, and look, guess what? It works. And Donald Trump was actually trying to do the same thing. Remember last week when Donald Trump was like, give him $2,000. We, he knew what was up for grabs. He knew the stakes. He knew what the Democrats were doing. The $2,000 is going to get spent anyway. And Donald Trump knew it. Donald Trump knew that if the Republicans didn't give people the $2,000 he demanded, that the Democrats were going to win. They were going to win because who's not going to vote for free money? Duh. If you're not if you're not intelligent enough to follow politics, if you don't really understand what's at stake in this election, if you don't if you don't do the investigating, if you don't listen to talk radio or read the news or blogs or just pay attention to the world and see these these, these terrible, horrible things that the Democrats have planned should they win all these elections. If you don't do that, you're 100 percent going to vote for money. And Donald Trump knew it. He knew that if these Two Democrats, one in Georgia, the $2,000 was going out the door anyway. So why not just do it first? Why not just take Mitch McConnell screwed the country, by the way. He said, no, we're not going to do it. We're not going to even talk about it. We're not going to debate it. He put the Republic. He made the Republicans look like cheap sticks, uh, cheapskates. He made the Republicans look like they didn't care about the people of Georgia. And so the people of Georgia were going. Why would they care about them? The $2,000 either way was going to get spent. But instead of the Republicans getting the votes, Joe Biden scooped him up and he didn't have to use his own money. He's he's using your money. It, that's where the money's coming from. 855-765-1045 is our number. This is Frank in Orlando. Frank, uh, thank you so much for listening to the Marquee Show. How are you, Frank? What do you want to say today? Well, first of all, thank you for taking my phone call. Uh, listen, I think I, I know the reasons why Mitch McConnell kind of screwed up. It was because of the Democrats. They didn't want to repeal Section 230. If that was repealed, we would have gotten $2,000. Uh, but as of Georgia, I stayed up until 1130 last night yeah. monitoring everything. And I'm saying, okay, yeah, it's going to be just like November the 3rd, November the 4th. Why? I, that's the one question I'm trying to figure out is why did it turn out just like that before? There's a couple things going on in Georgia, and you bring up some great points. The reason is because there were no changes made. The reason is because after what happened on November 3rd, Donald Trump came in and, and Lynn Wood went in and, and all these people went into Georgia. Rudy Giuliani was suing people. But you had a governor who was like, look, everything's fine. I'm not I can't get involved. Brian Kemp basically said, I have no power here. I'm, I'm just the chief executive of the state. I have no power over how our elections are run. The secretary of state was like, look, we don't see any problems here. The courts refused to hear any, any at all election issues. And the Dominion voting machines were still were left in place. They were it was the same system. You had the same mail in ballots. You had the same massive returns. You had the same thing happen in the middle of the night. The Republican lead wiped away with one dump from the metro Atlanta area. It was the same thing because nobody got in there to stop it. And that is also a failure of the Republican Party. I don't know if it's Ron McDaniel. I don't know if it's the people on the ground in Georgia. But as, as long as you have these weak Republican leaders, and they are, they're either afraid to stand up to Democrats because they're going to be called racists or homophobes or, or bigots or xenophobes or whatever. I don't, who knows? You know, or they're, they're going to basically turn their back on the republic because they're scared of people calling them names and they're afraid of what it's going to do to their political futures when what they don't realize is by doing that their political futures are ruined 
because Eric Trump and Donald Trump Jr. and Donald Trump Sr. and everybody else and all the patriots randomly accosting these senators on airplanes and screaming, traitor, 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 they're going to be the ones that are going to make sure that they're out of office the next time they have that opportunity. that plane if marco rubio doesn't stand up today and object to these electoral votes in congress then i want to be on the i want to be on his flight home because <laughs> i want to do exactly what they did uh to mitt romney 855-765-1045 is our number this is uh, michael in jacksonville michael hey thanks so much for calling the mark show how you doing hey uh mark i'm doing pretty good how are you oh fantastic man thanks so much for asking oh what you want to say today michael um, so first off, why is it that every time Republicans lose, it somebody dump it? Hey, thanks so much for thanks so much for calling. We appreciate it. Uh, well, I mean, we'll, well, we don't need to answer that question. And, and he was half right there. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five is our number. This is Sean in Memphis. How are you, Sean? Doing, Mark. Good. What's up, man? What do you want to say? Oh, man, I enjoy watching you. I'm a truck driver, and so oh, yeah. I'm sitting in Memphis today. So I, I drive all night, and I sleep all day, so I don't get to see you hardly live yeah. when you broadcast. But I do watch you at nighttime. You guys do an awesome job. Oh, well, thank you so much. What do you want to say today, sir? Hey, do you hey, do you have any info on Italy Gate? Italy Gate? I, yeah. saw, I saw that trending on Twitter. I have a little bit of info on that. Do you have any info on it? I caught it this morning. I think yeah. it was first broadcast on Facebook on yeah. uh, Blazing Press, I believe, was the site on Facebook. They have an hour audio call of what transpired during that. And it pretty much they said that they have all the evidence, physical evidence, video, pictures. They caught a man in Rome that dealt with the Italy mil military. He resigned one day before the election, and on the day of the election, he was in a building in Rome, and he uploaded a software, I guess, into the Dominion system yeah. that automatically stripped the votes from Trump and gave it to Biden. All right, listen, we're going to have to take a break, but we will dig into that a little. I love Italy, so I'm always I'm always about investigating. Maybe we'll take a trip to Rome. That'd be great. Do a little investigative journalism. 855-765-104. I've got to take a quick break. We're still waiting on President Trump. We will bring you that speech live when it happens. This is the Mark K Show. We'll be right back. The Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. 855 right, so the President of the United States is uh, set to take the stage here in just a minute in Washington, D.C. There is a huge rally going on now. Trump supporters from all over the country, they're there for the Stop the Steal rally. And, uh, I mean, they've, they've, they've been packed up in the mall. They've been running around the streets. Uh, we heard from the President's family earlier today, Eric Trump, Don Jr. Like I said, as soon as the President takes the stage and begins to speak, we will bring that to you uh, live so you don't have to go anywhere. 855-765-1045. John is in Texas. Hi, John. How are you? Thanks for calling the Mark Hay Show. I'm good. And you, buddy? Oh, doing great, man. What's up? What do you want to say, sir? Oh, uh, well, I've I seen your uh, title for your Facebook stream. Man, you can't give up that that easy. I always remember, when tyranny becomes law, 
rebellion becomes duty. Oh, I like that. I, I, I saw that I'll on the back of a, of a leather jacket once. Uh, what were you going to say? I'm sorry. You were going to apologize? Oh, I was going to try to apologize for that idiot that called in a while ago cussing on your radio show. It <laughs> just goes to show you how tolerant these people actually are. Yeah. They're not tolerant. They don't care. All they care about is is why they, they get what they want. And they don't understand what they want is going to kill them. Yeah. They don't understand that whatever they voted for, this this new BS uh, Democratic Party, man, it's it's you're not going to have a vote anymore. If they all get in there, you're not going to have a vote. You're not going to have a constitution. You're not going to have a country. Yeah, they're looking for short-term satisfaction, and they're ignoring long-term liberty. And you're right about that. And, John, my you know, my, uh, my title on Facebook, So Long America, It's Been Real, a little tongue-in-cheek. We want to, you know, we want to make sure people like you clicked on it and watched. But look, no, there is there's a very big positive thing about what's happening today with this Senate race that no one's really talked about. And that is the fact that the Democratic Party is so far to the left in a lot of aspects. Bernie Sanders, for example, AOC, a lot of the squad members, a lot of the new squad members, they have right, Kamala Harris herself. Don't even don't pretend that that's just because she's allied with Joe Biden as the vice president. She's not still a super socialist. She is. And what's going to happen now is if uh, if Joe Biden is inaugurated and if John Ossoff and 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 Raphael Warnock take their seats in the Senate and the, the Democrats control every single house, here's what's going to happen. You have a small majority. It's a one vote majority in the Senate. And what that hopefully will do will inspire Republicans to band together and vote together as a voting block of one, which means losing just one vote on any major topic from the Democrat Party is going to it's going to thwart any effort they have. So all is not lost and we shouldn't act like it is. The other problem you're going to have is very serious infighting because the the socialists, the crazy radicals, the AOCs, the Bernie Sanders, they believe that they can now go in and do anything and they're going to want to do everything. They're going to want to do the green new deal. They're going to want to do the the basic uh, income. Uh, they're going to want to do forgiveness of student loans. They're going to want to do everything. Open borders, forgiving the dream, uh, massive tax hikes. And what's going to happen is someone in the party, Joe Biden or the moderate Democrats, Joe Manchin, someone is going to stand up and say, we can't do that. We're all going to lose. We're going to lose the moderates. We're going to lose the people that helped get us here. We cannot be that progressive party. We've got to be the Democrat Party of old. And that's when it, the infighting is going to start. And that's when you're going to realize that Joe Biden, as weak and as old and as feeble as he is, is not going to be able to do anything because his own party's going to be fighting with each other. So, yes, uh, John, I apologize uh, for the title. It, it All is not lost. America remains, and as long as we are here, to fight for her. We're still waiting on the president. We'll bring him to you as soon as he takes the stage. Don't go anywhere. Keep it locked on the Marquee Show. We'll be right back. If you're a Republican in the state of Georgia and you didn't vote, you are to blame. And you can share it with Doug Collins. Because if Doug Collins didn't run, we wouldn't be in this situation. Kelly would have won it already. Can we build a wall around Georgia instead of Me like forget Mexico? Let's just build a wall around Georgia, and that way, you know, we can just keep uh, them out of all the civilized states that surround them. Like we're like, sorry, Georgia, you can't come into Florida. You know, you're in timeout. Nope, can't go to South Carolina or Tennessee either. Alabama, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even think 
about going to Alabama right now if I were you. They're not really, they, you know, steer clear of Alabama for like the next six years. And then, you know, just go back to Atlanta, sit in the corner, think about what you've done. And we'll talk to you. Uh, we'll talk to you a little bit later. Eight five five seven six five one zero four. Also, I'm a little insulted because I was working on my my war cry because the civil war is about to start. And Hannah told me it sounded like a turkey. It did. Do it for him. The war cry. Yeah. All right. Ready? It's like it's like what do we say? Catriots. Is that not like a war cry? What's a war cry? Oh, I can't do it. You don't have a war cry. It's gonna be really loud. Well, okay, it's a war cry. It's not supposed to be quiet. Hey! What yeah, was that? That was a war cry. <laughs> That was that was not a good war cry. Josh didn't even flinch. We're gonna we're gonna work on our war cries, <laughs> and then uh, maybe tomorrow we'll we'll come back with it. So so, I, so that's not a good one. Not a good one. All right, eight five. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's my whole army right there. It's my army ready to attack. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. This is Paul in Thank Fort Paul. Pierce. Hi Paul. How are you? Thanks so much for calling the Marque Show. What's going on? Yeah, first time caller. How you doing, Mark? Oh, doing great, Paul. Thanks so much for calling. What's up? Uh, what's up, man? What you want to say? Yeah, I just had a simple statement. Uh, I'm a registered uh, Republican, by the way. Yeah. Okay. And um, yeah, the thing is, uh, we I'm t- talking about maybe a year or two in, or less than that in the future if things turn out the way they we think they might. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately. Um, could we hire, as private citizens, uh, our own bank of lawyers to stop some of these bills that are going to be pushed through with no problem? Could you hire lawyers and, to... And, and well, yeah. Uh, private maybe... lawyers to put an injunction or whatever it's called to stop uh, certain bills from passing. Sure, sure. I mean, but listen, here's the, here's how the system works, basically, and this is why... This is why, I mean, look, again, not all is lost because we do have checks and balances. If the government comes in the way we don't want it to and they start passing laws against, you know, uh, magazines or ammunition or buying guns online and all these crazy things that they want to do to limit our rights. If they start doing that, then what happens is it begins with, like you said, a lawsuit. Uh, the, a, a private citizen or a business or someone will sue the government or sue the state or sue whoever you know, is is mandating they do something that hurts their business or their livelihood or is unconstitutional, infringes upon their rights. And then it goes to court and they win or they lose. Then it goes to the appellate court. Then it moves up there. Eventually, these things, some of them end up in the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court makes the ruling. And that's when it really really becomes either a law of the land because there's supreme court precedent for it or b it becomes uh you know it, it just you know it, it it goes out the window and we all have to we all have to deal with it that's why the supreme court's so important now the supreme court we felt was on the side of the constitution we felt that with the three justices that donald trump nominated and that the the republican senate confirmed we thought that with amy coney barrett and brett i like beer kavanaugh and Neil Gorsuch, we thought that with these three people on the bench, we had a firm majority to protect our constitutional rights. So if, God forbid, Joe Biden and the Democrats got into power and tried to take our guns away or open up our borders or restrict our freedom of religious practice because of uh, COVID-19 or restrict our freedom of speech and our ability to assemble, if they did any of these things that we thought were unconstitutional, we would have a firewall there in the Supreme Court to make sure that our rights were protected and our Constitution wasn't used as a roll of toilet paper by the Democrats. But the problem was 
the first time that we had a major constitutional crisis when we had 19 states stand up and say we are suing these four states because they held unconstitutional elections we are su- we have a problem with these four states they violated the constitution they have illegal electors and because they've been certified by by democrats in office in all of those states we don't we feel like we're being disenfranchised like our votes no longer count we don't get the people that we want in office and the supreme court instead of saying you know you're right that is a constitutional crisis that is a constitutional issue and because this is a conflict between states one state suing another state the only recourse they have is to be heard in front of the supreme court come on in guys bring your lawyers bring your evidence bring your affidavits let's have a supreme court trial let's have a hearing let's get to the bottom of this let's find out if what wisconsin and and pennsylvania and michigan and georgia did was actually unconstitutional and if it was let's make it right so it never happens again the supreme court they didn't do that they looked at it and they said, all right, let's see what we got here. Texas, 18 other states, you know, unconstitutional. You know what? No, thank you. We're going to go back to chambers now. Bye-bye. You're on your own. So it, it, it's tricky. You know, we should have a Supreme Court that protects us from any unconstitutional laws that the Biden administration tries to put into effect. But, you know, you never know. You never know. 855 765 uh, 1045 is the number. 855-765-1045 is our number. The presidential motorcade is making its way up the mall. So what we're going to do here is break and come back, hopefully, with the president live because he likes to take his time, shake some hands, dance around to the music. And then we'll bring you the president live in Washington, D.C. here in just a minute. Stay tuned. More of the Marque Show coming up. Uh, this is the Marque Show, 855-765-1045. That's our new war cry. 855-765-1045. Waiting on President Trump. We saw the motorcade pull up, and now we're, they're just, you know, they're just killing time, uh, you know, to make it a big uh, make it a big ceremony. They're out there in front of the White House. They're out there. They've got a big Save America March uh, banner. They've got the platform all ready to go. And as soon as the president comes on stage, we will bring it to you live. In the meantime, let's go back to whatever you want Wednesday. Mark is in New Smyrna Beach. Hi, Mark. How are you? Hey, Mark. Glad to talk to you. Oh, great talking to you, too. Uh, what did you want to say today, Mark? I've got a couple questions and a, and a suggestion. First oh. off, do you believe that the Republican rhinos are not Republicans at all, but actually Democrats that have been planted in the Republican Party? Mm, that's interesting. I don't, I don't know if they've been planted as much as they've been maybe um, maybe as, as much as they've been targeted by the Democrats. For example, we need to do that. We need to take some Republicans and have them pretend to be Democrats and infiltrate. That's it. You know what? That's an interesting. I like the way you say like an undercover uh, sting operation where we go in and we vote for some Democrats who are actually Republicans like double knot spy. And then they go in and they just vote with the Republicans. Uh, That's a great plan. That's a great. I don't know. If Leo Terrell can can do an about face. Man, we got some more people that are coming our way. And, and you know what? Here's the good news about what. And again, we always try to look for the silver lining. What are we learning in this tumultuous situation that we're in? We're learning who the real hard-nosed, you know, conservative Republicans are. Who are the ones who are fighting? You know, you look at Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan's fighting every single day. 
Ted Cruz. We all knew Ted Cruz, uh, you know, was uh, he wanted Donald Trump's job. But when he didn't get it, he realized they were more similar than they, than they were different. And he to this day has been one of his staunchest allies. We see Matt Gates as a rising star as, of, a, of the Republican Party, someone who's out there fighting and not afraid of the Democrats. What happened with what, what's been happening with these um, with these attacks on on the homes of our senators? Josh Hawley from Missouri, he was the first senator to come out and say, hey, you know what? I am going to object. I'm going to object to these these electoral votes because they were they were they were certified illegally. They're illegal votes. And it's my constitutional right and responsibility to the people in Missouri to to object to them. So he came out and did that. And and Antifa went to his house in the middle of the night. He wasn't even there. It was his, his wife, their infant child, started beating on the door, started chanting, started threatening, started. They had the signs and everything They had to call the cops. And they they attacked the man where he lived. And then he was usually in the old days, the uh, the Republicans would back down and say, well, all right, if you're going to do listen, I didn't mean to make waves. I didn't mean to anger anybody. I've you know, we've done some 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 soul searching and I realize that objecting is not going to do any good. So I'm no longer going to object. That's what used to happen. Now you've got Republicans that don't not only act like Democrats, but stand up to them and don't take their their horse pucky, if you will, or their what's the thing Joe Biden says malarkey doesn't take their malarkey anymore and that's what we need more of and that's what the Demo that's what the republican party has to become and i believe it will become because the 75 million people who voted they're not like mitch mcconnell they're like ted cruz they're not like uh, some you know lame brain congressperson but they're more like matt gates they're more like you know jim jordan they're more like doug collins until you know, before he ruined the election in uh, in Georgia for everybody. But that's more of what we need. You're a lion dog face pony soldier. That's what that's, that's looking for malarkey. But that's all right. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five is our number. This is uh, Rick in Central Florida. Hi, Rick. How are you? I'm doing all right, buddy. Oh, uh, good. Appreciate your show. Good show. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Uh, much, much better than the Brian Kilmeade show down oh, in Orlando. So we don't want need to compare to. We don't want to. We don't have to bring somebody down to boost somebody up. Uh, what? What? You uh, want? That's all right. He's a waffler. Okay. All right. Well, okay. All right, Rick. Well, what else? What else is going on? What else do you want to talk about? All right. Real quick. Real quick. Um, I had a thought right after the, the November election, and uh, we're basically becoming the United States of California. You know, where they uh, where they can go in and. Uh, they can vote for whoever they want in their primaries. So what about the idea of, you know, give them their one-party system. Give them their one-party thing. We all just become Democrats. Or And, and then what? And then we, what, we just go vote for? Well, here's what we do is we just, you just go ahead and you just go ahead and get on your platform. We, we sell the conservative, uh, you know, base on what we're, you know, you just run as a conservative. Yeah. Because that's what it's turning into eventually. We are becoming a one-party system, you know. So outside of the thought of, you know, I thought of just registering Democrats, screw it, and and just go ahead and, and go to their primary, you know, their local primaries, get into their stuff, and yeah. just vote for the weakest guy like they do out in California. I see what you're saying, and that's a that's in theory, that works. But here's the problem. The weakest guy that they have is Joe Biden, and he won. <laughs> so, you know, like that doesn't even matter anymore. You can go, I've, and even if you did that, maybe there were a bunch of people that said, you know what, I'm going to register as a Democrat, and instead of Bernie Sanders or Pete Buttigieg or Elizabeth Warren, I'm going to vote for the weakest link. I'm going to go vote for Joe Biden. Ha, ha, ha. He'll never get the nomination. Not only did he not get the nomination, but he got all the votes. 
So that doesn't even work anymore. Listen, the candidates, when it comes to the Democratic Party, are not, I mean, they're not winning the elections. We know that. When you look at Reverend Warnock, when you look at John Ossoff, a, a guy, this guy is a TV reporter from California who's 33 years old, has zero experience, but he's a pawn. He, the, if you notice, this election was not about Georgia at all. Whenever they went out, they didn't talk about things that mattered to Georgia. They didn't talk about um, any of the agenda items that would benefit the people of Georgia. They talked about control of the Senate, giving Joe Biden what he needs, stopping Donald Trump. It had nothing to do with Georgia. Georgia got duped. Georgia got used by the Democratic Party. They put two people in there who they're not going to let them lead. They're not going to be making decisions on committee. They're going to show up and they're going to vote the way that Chuck Schumer tells them to vote. That's the only reason. They got a, it could have been anyone. It doesn't you insert name here. It could be Democrat to be named later. The results would have been the same. It would have been Purdue, two million one hundred ninety four thousand votes. Democrat to be named later, two million two hundred and eleven thousand votes, because that's the way they work. All right. We got to get out of here. The president's taking the stage. We'll bring you his speech live right after this. Stay tuned. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.